Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mike Luby Lubitz, who, uh, wow, I mean, when you pulled into, what was the name of this town that you went to in, in Georgia somewhere? Helen, Georgia. Helen, Georgia, <laughs> as in H-E-L-L dash in Georgia. Did they have the sign outside to welcome you, squat down like a pig in quotes? It's not. What was the scoop on that? It's a German-style town, so it's not actually super southern. It's very interesting. Anyone who's been to, like, Solvang, California, it reminds me of that. Um, very old school Germany, pre, uh, Nazi, <laughs> like very yeah. old, like 1800s Germany. Um, a lot of German food. They greet you with a Sieg Heil? Is that how <laughs> no, it goes? It I mean, why would a Jewish kid from uh, Miami go not, to a place that uh, was old school Germany? It seems it's, uh, like it's, a bit of an oxymoron, doesn't not it? not that Germany. <laughs> but yeah. it's, I know it's a good time. We had a really good time. Some wineries, some vineyards. Um, it's a nice old school town. The food's really good. The people are nice. We enjoyed it. Our dogs had a good time. My, uh, wife's best friend her now i guess husband um and they brought their dog our husky and as weird as of a trip it sounded going in it actually went really well we had a really good time all right well that's always good to hear now we're hoping that your super bowl week is going well people and we want to try to help you make some money we're going to spend the next couple of days on that because that's what we're all about here is cashing tickets going out there (laughs) breaking your bookies balls and making sure that at the end of the nfl season you have a way to get out now uh, we uh, also uh, are, are big, fond fans of inside information. Yes. Greatest piece of inside information we've ever had. Uh, I don't know. I think I relayed this to Luby before the game started. And I forget exactly which Super Bowl it was. Uh, it was a time where I was in Las Vegas. You'll find that surprising. And I'm in Caesars uh, Palace uh, Sportsbook. I'm getting ready to bet the game. I had to hustle down there at like 3 in the morning to get a seat. And then you have to grease a couple of people. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I'm a seven-star player here. Uh, you know, which actually I'm using my wife's card because she's a big slot player. And they love people that play the slots. They also like big betters, which I'm not. On these occasions, and I'm trying to find a way to beat the system always, which uh, I, I believe in that. That's my philosophy, Luby. I've passed that on to you since uh, we first met when, when you were a young pup in this business. And uh, I was already the grizzled veteran that everybody said, oh, geez, that guy's finished. Which was uh, quite some time ago. <laughs> quite some time <laughs> they ago. warned you, Luby. They warned you not to uh, go ahead and tie the knot on this relationship. Uh, that, mm-hmm. That's for sure. Speaking of marriage. So I'm in the uh, Caesars Palace Sportsbook getting ready to uh, put some kind of wager on the game. I get a frantic call from a guy that never calls me. I I was reluctant and hesitant to to answer the phone because I didn't recognize the number right away. And when most of my friends call, the uh, designation comes up scam likely. (laughs) So if it doesn't say scam likely, I am even less inclined to uh, go ahead and pick up the phone. But I answered this one because it was a 305 area code. I figured it's somebody from home. Uh, maybe they had some kind of a line on the ball game. And sure enough, it's a guy who was a DJ here for many years. And uh, he, he's uh, absolutely panting. I can hear him. I can feel his heartbeat through the phone. He says, Defo, are, are you able to get a bet down? I know you're in Vegas. Are you able to get a bet down? I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. But you, you know how it is, people. I mean, somebody calls you and you realize that uh, not only are they not zelling you the money, this was uh, predating Zell being very popular, but uh, you're never going to see the cash because you never see this guy. The last time I saw this guy was like uh, 15 years prior. Yeah, we, we had spoken uh, here and there and maybe, uh, you know, casually met at some function, but uh, you know, I never really hung out with this guy. So do I want to lay out a bunch of money for him, even $100? Uh, not really, you know, even though I trust him. 
And so, uh, sure enough, he says, uh, I have inside information on this game. This can't lose. How much can you bet? Do you have 10000 on you? Do you have 10000 Think about the absurdity of that. I just happen to be sitting there in a sports book with an extra 10 dimes on me that yeah. I want to bet for somebody else that I'm never going to get paid by. <laughs> what the fuck? Are people thinking? Anyway, so uh, I say, well, what is it? Well, what is it that you know? Is the quarterback uh, going to be out of the ball game? I mean, what did you find out? He says, I know what the first song is going to be by Katy Perry at halftime. You know, 2016 is what I just saw. XLIX, I'm horrendous Roman numerals, whatever the Okay, 2016, <laughs> that, that sounds appropriate. All right, so we're talking uh, not even uh, that long ago, not even a decade ago, but it still sticks in my memory bank as vividly as any wager I've ever been a part of. So uh, he says, um, I have a friend who was at the rehearsal for Katy Perry's halftime show, and uh, she opened the rehearsal with the song Roar. Now, I wouldn't know one Katy Perry song from another. I would not be able to name you one song, at least at that time. Now I know one, Roar. So he, he says, well, how much can you get down? I said, I, I don't know. I'll go up to the window there and see if they even take this bet. I go up, and uh, the sportsbook manager is there. It's still pretty early, well before the game. And he says, nah, wait, we don't take action like that. What kind of stupid cockamamie bet is that? You're going to bet a prop bet. Now, the odds, uh, he said, were seven to five. So I start checking around thinking, all right, if you had somebody at the rehearsal, they, they probably have a pretty good idea of what, what the first song is going to be. I doubt that she would juxtapose it just to confuse the betters because who the fuck is going to make this yeah. bet in the first place? <laughs> and uh, sure enough, we, we finally find a guy who has an online account and, and he gets uh, $100, which was the max you could place on this proposition. They cap a lot of these prop bets because they're so stupid. That only somebody that had inside information would be willing to go out there and risk money on it. And uh, we, we get $100 off at some uh, offshore uh, online casino in Guam, based in Guam. So uh, the likelihood of getting paid on the bet uh, also what was diminished down to uh, pretty close to 0.0. .0. But uh, nonetheless, we put the $100 down on this. And uh, at halftime for the game, if you're in Las Vegas or Atlantic City or now any sports book anywhere around the country, because there's like a zillion of them all of a sudden, uh, they turn the sound down because uh, everybody runs to the windows. The first time I experienced this, I, I was at a, a Super Bowl party in Las Vegas several years prior. And I thought, uh, ah, shit, I, I should have gone to the bathroom about midway through the second quarter because everybody runs out of the room as soon as the uh, first half ended. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, my God, I mean, you'll never be able to take a leak. And uh, what I didn't realize is everybody was running, and I was relatively naive about Super Bowl betting. Everybody was running to the windows to re-up on the second half. <laughs> They'd already been buried once. They want to go out there and do it again or recover. It's like trying to get out on the Pro Bowl, which used to be played after the Super Bowl. And uh, if you had been buried all season long, you, you tried to uh, go ahead and make a substantial wager on a game that you know is just a totally bozoic effort and attempt to replicate what you see during a regular season and in the postseason in, in the National Football League. So uh, the halftime action is about to start, and they turn the sound down, and here comes Katy Perry, and she comes out on the back of a line. And I'm thinking, e either Roar is the first song, or she thinks she's fucking Lafitte Pink Eye. <laughs> 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 what is this all about? And sure enough, Roar was the first song, and this guy uh, cashed his bet. It turned out to be six to five. It was diminished a little bit, maybe uh, because we had sent in so much money. And uh, so uh, he ended up cashing, what would that be, like $120 on this $100 wager, which uh, I did give to the guy. And then, of course, he questioned my integrity and said, I know you bet more than that. No problem. I'm like, you fucking asshole. I mean. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? You should. If he's giving you that good of a tip, you of course. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. 
You couldn't. You couldn't do it. I mean, because nobody would take this idiotic, uh, moronic bet. But, <laughs> well, it's uh, just easy. It's easy to rig. That's the problem with a bet like yeah. that. Is like if he got his information, who else? I mean, how many? A lot of people watch the practices are involved in it. Why wouldn't they all get on it? That's why they'll let you bet a little, but they're not letting you get rich off of a fucking bet like that. And what about Katy Perry's uh, people? Exactly. She couldn't give that out. I mean, she could have thrown everybody a curveball and opened up the rehearsal with Roar and then sang something else, whatever other song she does. I, I wouldn't know, but uh, that would have been uh, a smart move because she could have cashed in at a big price. Roar was only <laughs> six to five. <laughs> Who wants to take a short price like that? But inside information always is the key in any kind of wagering. I mean, holy Martha Stewart, what are we talking about here? Sell, 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 Martha. The thing's going to crash. Exactly. You might end up doing time, but at least you do it knowing that you have a little bit of money in the bank there that they can just throw into the commissary for you and you can buy a couple of Snickers bars and a bar of soap. Uh, we uh, would have been on Radio Row uh, with uh, the No Filter crew and uh, the other enterprises that we're involved in. But unfortunately, a little health issue kind of knocked me out of the box there. It would have been tough to be on Radio Row with IV bags plugged in. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, very prohibitive. But um, a lot of people in the media, they, they condemn Radio Row as being just a vile act of treason to uh, being a journalist because uh, everybody's hawking something. Uh, Nick Mangold uh, had the best thing. What was that thing called? It was like a blowtorch that you cooked steaks with. It was uh, remember that uh, he came yes, in. Yes, yes, uh, we did. This. We talked about this the other day. I, uh, I'll look it up. I don't remember the name of the uh, particular commodity that he was hawking, but uh, it was exceptional to see this rather large man with a big beard and uh, kind of a popular guy, uh, just an animal of a center. Is he Hall of Fame center, Nick Mangold? He, I don't know. It's if not he like he was Dwight Stevenson, enough. but he, he was a hell of a good player. He was great. I don't know if he played long enough. That would be the only thing is time playing, but he, in his time, he was as good as any center in the league. Anyway, he's walking around the uh, media room there, the media center, which uh, this year is at the Mandalay Bay. I guess it's at the convention center at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, which would have been a hoot. One of my favorite places and destinations in Las Vegas was always the Mandalay Bay, although uh, of late, of recent trips. burns o uh, get that far the, down the strip. Sorry, burns o -matic. burns o -matic. Yes, yeah, the name was just great, yeah. I had to and and uh, from a mile away, you, you could not only uh, see what was going on there, but you could smell it because he was setting <laughs> the entire room on fucking fire. <laughs> Cooked a hell of a steak, though, I will say. I don't know how popular it was. It sounded like something that was uh, conceived by Ron Popeil. <laughs> Right up there with the Vegemanic and the uh, you know rotisserie oven and that Krylon that used to spray on the back of your head. So uh, everybody's hawking something, though. I, I, with the bet annually, actually, what was always, uh, what would Joe Theismann be selling yep. at, at the uh, Super Bowl, uh, Radio Row? But uh, aside from the commercialization of it, uh, we always loved it, Luffy. You know, while everybody was grousing, oh, man, this sucks. Can you believe it? Michael Irvin comes in and he sits down at your desk and the first thing he does is spray a Gillette right guard in your face <laughs> like he was macing you. <laughs> well, really, I use a lot of this shit. Okay, Mike, you smell good. Baby. Now, you want to talk about the game? You want to talk about your career? How about Jimmy Johnson? What about that crack house that you guys had? Exactly, with on the, the Cowboys. <laughs> we don't want to talk about right guard. But, um, and, and we used to oblige the people and try to get it right out of the way. Yep. It didn't matter. I mean, you can have like Lawrence Taylor sit down at your desk and uh, be set to do an interview. And uh, instead of asking him about his years with the Giants, the first question was, so you're a fan of pork rinds, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked, Tifo. <laughs> it was always great. But uh, in general, I, I found it to be just a it, it was a wild convention of media types and uh, people in the business, uh, all levels from the, the lowest guy now with a podcast. <coughs> 
No, <laughs> the uh, lowest level uh, of, uh, you know, you would have uh, newspaper writers that were working for some weekly in uh, outside of Los Angeles, uh, all the way up to the highest of people at the network level. And it was just a great blend for a few days. And uh, you would never have access to this type of interview subjects uh, at, at any one time in any endeavor that you were in. Even if you were covering the Oscars and all these movie stars were there, you, you wouldn't be able to get to talk to them and sit down and, and have a, a little BS session with people uh, on the level that you did on Radio Row. So uh, I always loved it. Always loved being on Radio Row. Wish we were there this year. We had had plans and aspirations uh, since it was announced that the Super Bowl was going to be in Las Vegas, Luby. We had had plans to uh, be there. And uh, I actually, and this, this is sad because uh, my wife uh, has uh, a little habit, nasty habit of playing the slot machines. And uh, the casinos love slot players. I think they love slot players more than big sports bettors, more than people that are sitting there sending it into the craps tables, and uh, certainly uh, blackjack players, whatever. Slot players get the uh, most amazing accommodations and considerations that, that you could imagine. Uh, and we just got a note after we had to cancel our trip because of uh, this little medical situation. No, I'm not dying or anything, but uh, unfortunately I have to, uh, to stay home and uh, you know be confined here for a couple of more weeks. Uh, it's not bad. I mean, it's good for working. Hey, why don't you sit down and do some work, the force? There you go. That part's been okay. We're trying to get something accomplished. But uh, I just uh, had received notice that our, our recommendations had been upgraded to a suite level. Oh, jeez. On the house. For this weekend? Oh, for this week? For Super kidding? Bowl week. Oh, my we were supposed God, to be there. I was supposed to leave yesterday and be there through Monday. But uh, yeah, very unfortunate. So uh, disappointed that we're missing the one in Las Vegas. I, I don't know that anything will make up for it. I think they should have it in Las Vegas every year. The positive. Is that I, something I, that Roger Goodell is considering? I meant to tell you, I don't know what our future is. Because the, the, the hours we're putting in now, it, it's almost a waste, the kind of stuff we used to do. But yeah. obviously would have gone. It is in New Orleans next year. So if it's not in Vegas, another city right. we do enjoy a great deal is New Orleans. Second only uh, maybe to Las Vegas in terms yeah. of Super Bowl destinations, unless you're not from South Florida like we are, uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, in which uh, I would think that this would be the uh, yeah. pristine destination yep. for uh, many, many people. California, not too bad, but it's a little bit too spread out. But uh, yeah, New Orleans, okay, we'll make some plans to be there uh, no matter what, because it's a good place to do some business, yep. see all the people that you knew in the business, and uh, you know, just uh, basically hit them up for a job. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got any work for me? That, that'd be great. All right, we want to get into a wager here real quickly here uh, as we wrap up uh, today's edition of the Morning Briefing. Now, I like to cash a ticket before the game even starts. Okay. That's my goal every year. And uh, naturally, uh, just to compound uh, the frustration of betting on sports in general, I, I can't just bet a single entity. I have to make a parlay. So I have a two-prop parlay for this year's Super Bowl, and I'm going to stick to it, Luby, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, lay some money on this, although a little bit of research needs to be done on, I believe, Reba McIntyre oh, is she's singing the national anthem. Uh, Reba McIntyre. She's a country. Now, my general theory on the national anthem over-under proposition, which I believe is always around two minutes and one second, something in that neighborhood. Do they have it set already? Because they don't always set it this far out. Well, and you would think that the uh, analytics people would take a look at it and say, okay, Reba McIntyre, is she going to need to be in the spotlight realizing that a billion people are watching this thing? I mean, some uh, performers you would have to think are going to just uh, relish the spotlight and, and try to milk it for all it's worth. In other words, uh, at the end of the song, if they're a little bit short on the over-under, They'll uh, take a deep breath, and that's what I always look for. The person that takes that big, deep breath and goes, yeah. 
and you have your stopwatch out there. Keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're trying to eclipse, eclipse and over on that. Uh, now, uh, Gladys Knight, I guess, was the best. She took about, you would have thought that she was going into a chorus of Inagata Davida in the middle of this thing. Oh, so here's some research. I know we got to wrap up. She's yeah. actually notoriously fast at singing it. I think the line's at 90, 90 and a half seconds. And oh my God. she has sung it before in 83 seconds. All right, so... Uh, she's that, been around that, that a that long swing. time. She's done lots of national anthems. So, so unlike some of the people in the past where you're just yeah. sort of going blind off of like one performance, they have lots of research on her. So uh, I, I don't I know. I like when they bring like a conga line out there with exactly. them and a uh, guitar <laughs> accompaniment. Uh, you know, give me Tracy Chapman right out of the Grammys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play a, a long intro into the song there before Luke Combs gets up there and says, uh, well, basically, I stole this thing, but it's a nice tribute to this woman here. And everybody seemed to fall in love with that. I want somebody that's going to drag it out. I so I was going to go with the over, but now that, that's good research, Luby. So here we go. We're going to go tails on the coin flip, under on the anthem, and hopefully we'll have made a score long before they ever kick the ball off. Never mind. I don't care what Andy Reid does. I, I don't care if uh, Shanahan fucks up another Super Bowl. Uh, it won't make any difference to me. I'll already be out and enriched by the fact that uh, Luby did some very careful and astute research on this thing going, oh, yeah, yeah, she always goes under. Well, they said it. What is the over under though? I mean, ninety and a hook. Ninety and a hook. That's what I'm telling you. Under ninety and a hook is tough. But they said she's usually around eighty three seconds. So I don't know what you do. Now look, this is the Super Bowl. I don't think she's, she's ever done the Super Bowl. So Does she, she skip a verse? Is she like what, Robert Goulet? What she, the hell? She just keeps it going. She doesn't do any of the hemming and hawing <laughs> and the, the head bobbing. No. Yeah, she just does it. Milk it, baby, milk it, Reba. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm Dude. curious. That's a, that's a very true number. Like, I wouldn't know what to wow. do with that. Yeah, that's tough. Maybe we ought to get onto something else. All right, we'll come up with something else tomorrow. <laughs> there goes that theory. Over in the anthem and tails. I'm going with tails. Or, or, uh, I mean, obviously, it's a 50-50 prop there, heads or tails. Seems like that's something that you could rig. I never uh, will forget when uh, I was uh, thinking that I was late to get to see the kickoff of the Super Bowl. And I like to watch things from the absolute beginning. There's a lot of stuff happens there. What if the guy runs it back for a touchdown on the opening kickoff? So uh, I, I'm uh, on that little tram that goes above the sports book at Caesars Palace. And I'm trying to uh, get down into the sports book so I can enjoy the game. And all of a sudden, I hear this raucous cheer. I mean, everybody's going nuts. And I thought, oh, shit, I missed like a touchdown. And all it was was the coin flip. <laughs> and everybody was going crazy. They, they all had money on either heads or tails. Uh, you would have thought that Janet Jones was in the building there, Wayne Gretzky's <laughs> wife, who took down the entire New Jersey Turnpike uh, police force uh, troopers. But when uh, she uh, you know, ended up busting up their betting ring by uh, having records of the fact that she was betting the over-under on the anthem and heads or tails, <laughs> she had a philosophy very similar to mine. All right, uh, a lot of fun being with you. We'll have some more insight into the Super Bowl, some real insight uh, in the next uh, couple of days. And uh, good to be back here on the Morning Briefing. Uh, from Mike Luby-Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, <laughs> no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. 
It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar, and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.